Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was a big year for West Coast Eagles this year, um, so uh, I thought we'd do a little review on what's going on. We've got uh, Brenton here and Josh has had to go do daddy issues, but that's no problems. So we've got Sam from WA in. G'day. Sam has uh, got um, free medal membership, but he's seen a lot of the uh, West Coast Eagles games, which is good because you know the only ones I see were the ones where Hawks yeah, get He's our credible, <laughs> credible opinion from the West. <laughs> yes. our, our Western correspondent. Yeah. Yeah, Define credible, but continue. And more not, credible not, than us. <laughs> you're credible if you're not a hometown supporter and live there anyway. Yeah. Right, I'm forced to watch a lot of games. My dad's a mad West Coast fan, has been since the 80s. Yeah. Um, so I've been not before that. Uh, no, 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 weird about that. No, um, but Johnny yeah. come lately. Bandwagon. But yeah, so I, I, I've been dragged along when I was a kid to go to all the West Coast games, and, and now I tend to watch as many games as I can with them, just so I can catch up with my dad. And after all that, you went for North Melbourne, which uh, pretty much describes how your West Coast young adventures went. Yeah, well, just fucking North, North Melbourne are the only team that weren't shit cunts. That's basically. Yeah. How that happened, and I like blue and white because I was an East Fremantle man or boy, and my my junior football team were the Roos, so it yeah. just kind of everything fell into place. Yeah, that's so, like yeah, where I grew up. Our blue and white was the team that we played for, local. but yeah. the thing is, they called the Bulldogs. So as a young kid, yeah. I was always torn between Footscray and North Melbourne. Mm. I had a stint with both, and then eventually. <laughs> I made a roundabout way to Richmond. <laughs> Somehow. It's a big fucking roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> a roundabout goes through a few states. <laughs> well, 2015 was a great year for West Coast because at the start of the year when they had uh, McKenzie and Brown both, I think Brown went round one. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, McKenzie was pre-season. pre-season. Yeah. Um, so they would have gone, look, okay, we'll, we'll rest up this year, you know, and expectations were lower. Yeah. And they really turned it on. Mm. I mean, yeah. Um, and it wasn't um, the superstars. It was um, everyone. It was, I mean, McGovern came from nowhere. Yeah. Um, who was Dom Sheed before this year? I mean, you, you would yeah. be able to pick him out of a lineup. Yeah. He had a bottler of a season. Um, yeah. And then guys like uh, Willingham. Willingham had a career best year. Yeah. Um, it, it was just everything fell right for them. Um, and I think exceeded everybody's expectations by finishing second and 16 wins on the year. Not too fucking bad. I had them outside the eight. Yep, <laughs> me too. Me too. I, uh, I had them outside the ten. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Uh, I, to get this, I had biggest disappointment, I think, was Prittis because I predicted the rest of the team would fall away around him. Hmm. And could not have got that more wrong. Could yeah. not have got it more wrong. I mean, Prittis didn't have a bad year. He, he had, had a better year. Fucking great he had a better year than a year when the Brown left. Yeah. yeah. yeah all, their stats, all their stats were better. Yeah. It was just Fife that was... <laughs> Honestly, if, yeah, if, Fife was, if Fife was a UFC fighter, 
Joe Rogan and Brendan Shaw will be like, well, this is an X factor. He looks like he's been down in Mexico for a while. Got some supplements. Because the difference between him from one season to another was like um, watching, I don't know, fucking someone turn into from He-Man. The afterwards. difference between Uber Ream and Average Ream. Yeah, exactly. For exactly. UFC fans. Yep. Yeah. Um, but on West Coast, I mean, it was a very shared load for them. Um, yeah. And obviously uh, getting a common medalist out of Josh Kennedy. Um, yeah. Got to be happy with that. Yeah. And the lad, would he kick two bags of 12 or some, something stupid like I that? I think so, yeah. yeah. Kicked 11 straight against GWS? Yeah, it was somewhere where he had to really turn one on. Mm. Um, and, and he kicked one from 55 and a helicopter through. Yeah. And it was like, he's not going to miss today. Yeah. Yeah. It was just his day. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Great to have days like that. When you're doing <laughs> shit wrong and it still goes through. There's not enough of it these days. There's not enough of that out and out full forward who you just give him a crack and eventually he just turns around and will turn one on at least one game. And usually it only happens when you've got a one-dimensional forward line, so you've got no choice. Yeah, like, especially yeah. when you saw the Favola versus fucking... Who was he shooting out against? against uh, 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 Franklin for the... Franklin, yeah. For the both going for the 100. Yeah, yeah for the 100. And he, had, and he had a shot on 99 and missed. Yeah. yeah and then right. he was going around campaigning, just give me the fucking shot, come on. <laughs> I've never seen him chase harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those frantic last few minutes of that game. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that game too? They um, switched Ruffy down back, and, <laughs> yeah. and Ruffy got booed. He was like, yeah. "Oh, Jesus!" <laughs> yeah. And they went, "Nah, nah, get out! If he gets it, he gets it." Yeah, uh, it was good to see. But uh, I don't know. Can Kennedy go one step further and get a hundred? You reckon this year? Well, it's hard for me to be able to um, discredit West Coast because I always have, and they've always proved me wrong. So for whatever I thought they weren't capable of doing, they've always, it's almost like made a point to say, yes, we can do that. Yeah. I guess I'm not the only one that's had those doubts about them, but everyone sort of was in the media. And they're con- yeah, consistently proving people wrong with um, holes that they don't have that you think are yeah. there. Well, I mean, they, they filled one hole with Kennedy, kicking all those goals. Yeah. But I reckon out of anybody, he's got a, a good chance, maybe him and Walker, of kicking 100 again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would he have 70, 73 or something silly like that? Oh, 70s, I think. Yeah, yeah. This year. So I reckon he's, he's a good chance. Well, just like you said, with these examples of kicking like 11 straight, he has the ability, if you give him the ball, he can deliver. It's just a matter of whether that fits a game plan that's going to beat everybody. Because that game plan can beat some teams who are a bit thin with their backline players and can't match up against someone as big as um, fucking, what's his name? Yeah. We're talking about uh, Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah, yeah. that's it. Can't, you can't match up with like the physicality, but there's some teams where you need to have small running forwards going into goals in order to win those matches. So it's really it's like a horse of courses thing. But like you said, if anyone's capable, it's him and Walker. Uh, not a whole lot else, really. I can't see it happening again for a long time. Yeah. I just, the way the game's played now. And it, honestly, he's got the ability as good as anyone who has kicked 100 in the past, but whether that's going to happen or not, I just... I don't know, yeah. with the reduction in sub-rotations... Yeah, they're, they're going to be you know, staying on the field for longer yeah. and on and, yeah. and tired. Yeah, in the goal square. more yeah. There probably will be more one-on-one battles and contests, Yeah, which will be great to see. Yeah, especially it was great for Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, his uh, support act down forward um, in Lacroix had his injury issues this year. Yeah. But I, I think his, if, if he gets his body right... Um, the added threat, even of Lacar, helps him. Yeah. Because um, you know he's kicked uh, he kicked a dozen and Eddie had um, against yeah. Essendon. Essendon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know that was he, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, there, there's God, there's some options up there for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for West Coast, it's just a matter of finding um, 
consistently across all those lines, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, because they've been very good at uh, having multi sort of dimensional midfielders. When you've got Nat Nui, who's not so much an out and ruckman, he's almost a rover that can ruck, that yeah. can um, play almost a small forward, can play centre forward. There's no role that's been invented for Nat Nui yet. Yeah, exactly. And he's a freak. And to get someone to match up against him has to be as good as him. And so if you're someone as good as him, you're not going to match him up head-to-head. You're going to put him for your advantage. Exactly. He's not going to play a gating role. It's almost like when you play chess and you've got that option of taking out the other person's queen, knowing that that gives up your queen. And do you do that? You know what I mean? Do you cancel those two out or do you back your guy? Very hard to match up against, you know, with the midfield like that. But But uh, for a team that made the grand final, uh, obviously their strengths um, are across the board. Yeah, um, they lost McKenzie and Brown, like we said, but McGovern stood up, um, yeah. and uh, uh, Hearn was still had a, a great year leading, um, you know, fr- from the front. Yeah, um, they've got Nat New in the guts, uh, and Pritis Maston had a great year. Dom Sheed came from nowhere. Yeah. Um, uh, Wellingham, like we said, and then now forward you got the common medalist. I mean, it's not a bad fucking little spine going on there. And, yeah. and Jack Darling didn't even play a full uh, play a full season this year. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. It's funny, that, especially being in Victoria, how much of sort of that whole team you miss out on here and in the news because there's always something else going on, you know what I mean? You forget how good they are. It's a, you always knew they had the the structure or the, the bones, yeah. but you didn't understand how good the meat is that's on yeah, those bones. Absolutely. Because you, know, you don't hear about those little players that will do this here and there, and you don't have such a comprehensive coverage of, of their team, you know, being Victoria. Um, so for 2015, what was the best win for West Coast? Um, the two to stand out for me excuse me first one is obviously beating Crosstown rivals um, yeah. Freo is always going to be a big one yeah. um, but the uh, qualifying final against Hawthorne mm, yes, yeah. um, because that w- it wasn't Hawks didn't have um, the, the, I mean it wasn't lucky at all it was yep. they um, imposed their presence without Pritis yeah. um, and they did what they wanted when they wanted um, and the, I think the final score was 30 odd points and that was flattering yeah, it was it got 50 out to three, fifty. Yeah, fifty yeah. three quarter time. Yeah, and had no right to get any closer. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There were a few to consider, and West Coast had some really good wins, especially um, coming into the expectation that I had of them preseason. There were wins that were impressive at the start of the season, which turned out to not be so, so impressive <laughs> when you figured out where the lie of the land was. But I, I thought that the Frio in round twenty was their best win, but it was in the hat for a, there was. I think two or three that I was sort of yeah. I mean iron about, and I think just coming back from um, how poorly they played in the first uh, sh- what do they call it the derby? derby. I think it was round three or round four or whatever it was. Was it later? Early, it was early, 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 early on. Yeah, I thought coming back from that, and especially at a point where you're trying to play for top two spots, and these wins start to matter because not only are you having a tough winning a good competition, but you're taking a win away from someone who you're directly competing yeah. for for a spot. So I think that that pressure matters at that period of the season where you're going into finals where it all, I think, for finals predominantly comes down to pressure and how well you handle it. I think, um, from memory, that win against Frio just about sealed a top two finish for him as well. I think it did, because yeah. there was a bit of umming and erring who would get the minor premiership. Yeah. And yeah. they won that game. I think it secured top two and then they started thinking, well, we can catch. We can actually yeah. get one better. We can yeah. actually catch yeah. him here. Yeah. yeah. Because Frio sort of started to tail off as well towards the end of the season. Yes. Uh, looked like they got a bit battle-weary um, through a pretty... Missing no five. Yeah, no <laughs> five. Uh, and in that match versus um, Frio, I think West Coast, they got towed in the hit-outs and clearances, obviously going against the centre lands and um, the midfield they had. 
Um, I think they got they got beaten the um, inside fifties, but they still managed to find a way to win. Yeah. And yeah, like fighting for top two, um, important morale booster going into the finals, and especially it, it looked like at that point that you're going to have a, a premiership winner from the West. Yeah, and so it looked like you were tossing up between it, West Coast and Frio, and it, who's going to get it? Looked it. like a grand final preview. Yeah. yeah, the hype in Western Australia was absolutely massive. Yeah, um, especially when they both were guaranteed top two. Yeah, people were booking. You know, yeah. people, people <laughs> were Googling how to travel across another ball. Like, Chartering planes. Yes. Yes. Like, you, can still, you still see buses traveling around in Perth at the moment. It was just like, um, it was like a Frio 2015 grand final fucking bus. Like, it, it was, it went pretty insane in Perth for a while. Yeah. I remember, I was really looking forward to this match coming into round 20 and not even having a, a chance to see it live, but I was looking forward to watching this on TV in Victoria. Yeah. Um, something you pointed out there, you said that uh, they lost the inside 50s yet still won the game and won it uh, yeah. you know, uh, quite well early on. That says a lot for them um, considering that they lost their two key position defenders at the start of the year. That yep. They could have that much ball inside and still win. Exactly. It says a lot I mean, for, for the team's depth. Yeah, um, and, and when they come back this year with uh, uh, Mackenzie and Brown um, fighting fit, means that, that you know they can go back to their structures that they wanted. Yeah, um, instead of one that they almost made up on the fly. It's almost like trying to make your plan Bs and plan Cs work as plan As. Yeah, which is what they had to do. Yeah, they had yeah. no choice. Um, okay, so that's the best wins, the worst loss. Um, there's an obvious one. It's yeah, I couldn't go past it. Yeah. Uh, Only because it really was their worst loss. Like, yeah. even if you took the... Uh, the early Frio game. Yeah if, yeah. if you took what it meant off the table, there's performance, if you'd been just sort of narrow-minded. four touches, Sinclair, four touches. Exactly. And Kennedy so, goalless. Kennedy yeah. goalless, Jack Darling did fucking nothing. Yeah. And there were so many glaring, just absolute shockers in that game. Yeah. yeah. Errors that they wouldn't make... Anywhere, any other game, mm. any time, other time in their career. Yeah. Like uh, Jack Darling was a, a great example when he dropped yeah. that mark. Mm. I mean, they were 20, 23, 24 points down at that stage and, yeah. and had the run at the, yeah. s- the start of the second half. Drops it, goes all the way down the other end, there's another goal. Yeah. And, you just, and um, Hearn's got to wear some of that as well because there was a goal where dead in front in the second quarter yeah. when he hit the post. Yeah. Two two minutes later, goes down the other end, and Hodge kicks one from the boundary yeah. line. You go, yeah. 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 Where what, is what, it? What yeah. can you do? What's going on here? Can you even remember a single highlight for West Coast in that game? All I can think of is a Wellingham bump. Exactly. Yeah. All I could think of. Yeah. That, that, that three bits of effort from Wellingham, and like yeah. I saw that happen. I was at a, I was at a party um, with a whole bunch of West Coast fans, and you were you were like. They've shown up. It's a slow start. They've shown up to play. Do. Wellingham's done that. Yeah. They're going to lift now. Exactly. If that right. doesn't inspire a team to yeah. get up, what does? Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. And then a quarter later, Wellingham's pulling out a contest. Yeah. I mean, which, which just shows how deeply the, the, the psyche mm. uh, it got, yeah. it got to them. And you cannot, you cannot concede that physicality to Hawthorne because that's one of the mental toughness they have is that once they know they've got it's almost like you hear about when Mike Tyson's going into the ring and yeah. he looks at you and he's like as soon as he looks at you and you look away he knows he's got you like yeah. you know you're done as soon as you have to take that backward step they know they've got it over you and they will exploit it because that's the experience that they have blood in a shark tank yeah. exactly yeah yeah exactly once they put right. the foot down it, yeah. it, it, was, it was finished yeah. um, and, but but who, who had a good game for West Coast that day it's hard to think of anyone 
Sorry, even looking at the stats, like Hawks had 426 disposals to 321. 270 kicks to 158. Like, yeah. it's, it's just ridiculous domination of getting the footy. And that's got to be your first plan. If you're going to kick goals, you've got to get the footy first. Yeah. So if you're not having those disposals, you're not getting the footy first. And it's really hard to wrest that momentum back from a side like Hawthorne who will just consolidate. So outside of the grand final, um, obviously the, the loss to Frio early on in the season where they gave up, what we say, nine first quarter goals. Mm. Or, or nine, like yeah. That. Nine in a row, I think. Yeah, which obviously hurt, um, not just on the scoreboard, but... If your back line is the worry with the key outs, that yeah. would have just, uh, at the time, you would have thought that, you know, this is the worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, it's coming true. Yeah, um, exactly. And they turned it around, which says a lot for that playing group. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it, was a, it was around the Port game when they beat Port um, at, at Adelaide Oval, where you started to think that they've actually started to bring things yeah. around. Yeah. I couldn't believe that game. It was like the first game I've ever seen Bloody Simpson smile as well <laughs> as a coach. So yeah. it was just, it was, I remember my, it was so big and my dad rang me, I'm pretty sure. And it was, we're going, <laughs> we're going on about it. Because everyone through thought Port was still going to be contenders that year. It didn't turn yeah. out to be that way. Yeah. But they're still a fantastic a side. <laughs> That's a big shame. Um, but it was such uh, a huge moment for West Coast and West Coast fans. I realised they can win this. Yeah, exactly. It's like almost, they can go deep in the finals. Yeah, because they were a team that, when you look at it on paper, you're like, they're really good players and they're formidable in these parts and these parts, yeah. but it was how they're going to put it all together and sort of counteract a lot of the strengths of teams going to come up against. You're like, how are they going to figure that one out? Mm. But a lot of times, they had teams having to chase them when we would have assumed it would be the other way around. And I think it's almost like they surprised themselves at the start. And then when they got that belief, they're like, shit, we can actually do this. It was about, I don't know, seven or eight rounds in when you go, oh my God, they're actual contenders. It's and legit, then, yeah. And then you started looking going, you know what? This draws really nice for yeah. them. It's yeah. It's shaping up well, well. They won like six in a row or something coming to the North game when North beat them in Hobart. Yeah. And he started... Boomer cheated, yes. Yeah, Boomer cheated. <laughs> Boomer cheated. Um, it, got, it got to that point where you were starting to feel like these guys were not probably probably not going to lose at home. Um, yeah. It's going to be like when West Coast and Freya, both those teams get in a roll, roll they don't lose at home. That's yeah. just not a thing. Yeah. So you start to think, where are they going to lose games? And you start pointing it out and you go, I think halfway through the year, I had them, I was like, I can't see them dropping out of the four. Yeah. Yeah. And he started to just, when it, for the, it still kind of it still blows my mind that I lost McKenzie and Brown. They had no key defenders. Yep. Yeah, and halfway through the year, go shit. They got to make the eight. Shit, yeah. they got to make the four. Yeah. They're second <laughs> in the grand final. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it then was you, incredible. And then you look at a team as old as Hawthorne, like just managed to have that one little game plan that exploited it to a T. Mm. And you're like, ah, oh, that's how it's done. Like <laughs> that's the whole. That's how you do it. But it was such an amazing the, the turnaround from the qualifying final where everything worked. Yeah, and then in the grand final, you go. And everything was set up perfectly for him. It was the hottest day. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, West Coast, he was there. On a, oh, I don't, it's, it's, it's weird. When your team loses a grand final, like, it, it burns. But I don't know. Like, it, it must burn for West Coast Eagles supporters. But at the same time, getting there was such an effort. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it might sound hollow, but it's, it was almost an, an honor to be there, you know? Yeah. It's an honor, honor to be nominated. I was, yeah, I was speaking to my dad about it after the um, prelim when they smashed North. I won't bring that game into it. But um, <laughs> I was leaving the ground. And I was talking to my dad. I was I was still pretty stroppy and moody, but he was, he was buying me beers. So <laughs> and I, I told him, I was like, can't. if you manage to sneak 
a grand final win a premiership from this year yeah. it will be one of the grandest steals I've ever seen it'll be grand larceny and yeah. you can't say they didn't deserve it but yeah. it, it would have been it would have been it would have reminded me a bit like Bombers in 93 like yeah Hawks in 08 yeah well, exactly in 98 was it when they yeah. won from 6 yeah and was that yeah, 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 yeah. 97 from 6. 97 or 96. One, one from 5th. Because it was after, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was with the Adelaide and North Melbourne when they yep. were sort of fighting. That was 98. Andrew McLeod yeah. and, yeah. Uh, it, I told my dad, I was like, if you, I was like, you got a chance of winning it. I didn't expect for the week to play out like it did. But I was like, you've got to be, you got to be happy with how the season's gone because no way you could have expected this to happen sure it must feel like a capitulation to go to grand final yeah. day and play like you did but that was an incredible ride yeah and it's not like they got beat up like Port did against Geelong you know where yeah. Yeah. everyone stopped watching half time <laughs> I don't know it, it, it almost felt like that at times it was not on the scoreboard yeah but for the, the way they got destroyed it yeah. was as bad and I think the worst <laughs> thing in the, in the grand final the most insulting thing is giving the team a chance to enjoy the win while the game's still going. Yeah. Like, that's the most insulting part where you're like, they already knew they're going to win the game and they can enjoy it while we're still fucking playing it. Was well, yeah. the bit where Smith kicked the goal and turned around oh, and a yeah. West Coast fan high-fived it? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> it's incredible. full on respect for that bloke because he had yeah. a front row seat to one of the great goals. He's yeah. Like, Fuck it. Yeah, yeah oh, no, fair enough. Shit. You. <laughs> I thought one of the worst things was uh, Hill's uh, goal that got smothered by yeah, Lake. Lake. Oh, yeah. When the game's over. It's yeah. like, mate, just let me have this. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, so um, uh, big years for a lot of players. Um, like, we, like we said, Kennedy's had a, uh, a career best year. Prittis has probably had a career best mm. year. Yeah. Um, Nat Nui had, you know, the family tragedy and came back like an all-star. Yeah. Um, do you, he made, you know, he wasn't even nominated for All-Australian. Really? No, he made the team. He made the team. No, no, yeah, he made made the team and and Sandlands didn't make it because all my Freo fans went nuts on Facebook. Um, yeah, I swear he made it. He was on he was on the interchange. Yes, he was on the bench. He was on the interchange. Yeah, and yeah, Goldstein was on the, the team. Yeah, was yeah he had a good year, but he wasn't you know Deledio great. <laughs> oh, shit. I still love giving everyone shit about him. <laughs> Didn't even know he was in the squad. <laughs> he made it. Um, I had, sorry, I haven't been on this podcast for for the AA discussions. How the fuck Kennedy um, from Josh missed out? Yeah, yeah, and fucking Deledio got in. Exactly, I like Deledio, but fucking hell, that was a an oversight and a half. Like, as, as lucky to put him in. If you made like a Richmond's top ten, I mean, he gets in there, but AFL wise, <laughs> not a chance. Like, not a chance. Did you make an argument for Rewalt? No. <laughs> yeah, Poor text. Tykes. Text probably needed to be in there as well. That was, yeah, that was an interesting AA night. As much as like, it was, it was, it was too much discussion about fucking Cirrioli and not enough discussion about the rest yeah. of the team because that was a, that was all over the place this year. Weird, yeah. weird ass team. It I, was. I love hearing the uh, selectors' uh, justifications for shit too. Like, that's absolute bullshit. Champ. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you've, that's what you've gone with. Yeah, but good, I'd like to hear, like, uh, have a microphone in there for the del- deliberations and, like, release it afterwards or whatever, but to see how they come to these conclusions. It's almost like a courtroom drama or something where if you get behind the scenes access, you can sort of understand how you make a fucked up decision. You're like, oh, that's why, because there should, be yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> there should yeah. be appeals. Yeah, exactly. There should be appeals. You should be able to let people plead their case. Yeah. yeah. It should be thorough playing the Irish. Um, I thought Maston also had a great year. 
Um, he, yeah. He's one of those players who's sort of been um, serviceable um, uh, through most of his career, and he yeah. really stepped it up this year. I thought he yeah. had a fantastic year. Um, yeah. And Elliot Yo. Yeah. Um, again, uh, missing in the grand final. Yeah, he, he wasn't Robinson Crusoe, mm-hmm. mm. um, but he had a fantastic year um, that uh, he stood up and made himself known. Yeah, um, well, even with Maston, I felt like there was a role that someone needed to fill, and it seems that Maston just took it upon himself, and he wasn't. I don't think he was ever going to be the out-and-out star of a Sanaf backline, but he did what he needed to do to support that strategy of your, your midfield going forward. Yeah, um, means to go. I think I think there were four that floated around the back six and helped out the back six and yep. didn't always play in defence. But yep. Brad Shepherd, Elliot Yo, um, Chris Shepherd Master, one, yeah. Um, yeah. and who was the other one you mentioned? <coughs> Elliot, sorry, but Elliot Yo, Marston, Shepherd, um, Wellingham. Sorry, Wellingham. I yeah, Fuck, yeah, I forgot about Wellingham. Yeah. I had a great year. Yeah. I was like those four. Um, when world, when yeah. you had. Yeah, Brandon McKenzie drop out. He needed someone to like help mold a d- defense in a half back line. Yeah, all those boys stepped up. Yeah, incredibly, and it's going to be exciting for West Coast next year when Brandon McKenzie come back, and those players get to be yeah. unleashed. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, and yeah. that's why I always compared um, sort of the role that Maston managed to find himself in at West Coast to kind of how Hurley stood up across the halfback of Essendon where it's like you wouldn't have picked them to fill that role but if they put their hand up and they did it successfully you can see if they were to be able to be freed up with like a central defender or something they could have that floating area between going wing forward flank centre half back obviously the the biggest revelation for that back line though was McGovern Mm. who picked him to be a key um, part of any back line let alone a team that finished top two yeah it's almost like looking at Chris Tarrant going yep Full back. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'd seen him play back before this year. He had done it. And yeah. I, I did, because I'd seen him firsthand quite a few times. And I knew what a good mark he was. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, um, so we really put that back down there. I thought, you know, he's going to take a good grab, he's a good rebound defender and yeah. whatnot. Um, what has impressed me with McGovern is his leadership. Yeah. And his ability to marshal that back line into something workable yeah. without... Any 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 real proper defenders of defending experience has yeah. been a thing of beauty. Yeah, and West Coast have found an absolute leader in McGovern. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was I always loved Shooter, but I always saw him as a guy clunker mark, you goal kind of guy, yeah. swing back in defence if needed. Yeah, not a guy who can run a back six. You can build a back six around. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the thing is, I think, like you said, with someone who's very good at taking a mark. I think that translates into um, meaning up on key forwards in defence because if you understand sort of the mechanics of taking a mark and um, how you lead towards the ball, I th- think you already have the um, sort of physical abilities like speed and, and leading and whatnot to be able to have the pace to do it. But you understand what they're trying to do and so you're better off at defending it, if yeah, that makes sense. You, like know, you understand and their you role. know what forwards hate. Yeah, exactly. You, you know exactly what forwards hate and defend us. So you just fucking do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, just go for the ball. If you get the ball first, then the forward can't. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. He plays he the ball a lot more. Yeah. Which is, I think it is smart to have that analysis to see that these players who are good at playing forward, there is a way to be able to relate like a smart player yeah. Uh, translate them into a, a backline player, especially when they've got that physical ability like um, someone like McGovern. And you saw it with Chris Tarrant and players like that. Um, so I think we can uh, move straight into the tw- 2016 for uh, for West Coast. 
let's have a look at a few of their ins for this year. Um, yeah. And, and they've got um, some recycle players. Uh, they were very active during um, trade and free agency. They've got uh, Jonathan Giles, Jack Redden, and Lewis Jetta. Now, if there aren't some guys who are on their last go-round, um, it, it's... Uh, I don't know. It, it's West Coast don't need to change much, obviously, because they're finishing you know very high up in the ladder. Mm. But there's three speculative choices. Well, I mean, Giles is... To call him a journeyman, I think is unfair to the word journeyman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, uh, Essendon, who were screaming out for Ruckman, kept him in the VFL, and I think that says something. Um, I thought he was all right at GWS, but he's obviously you know fair way down the pecking order. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many games he's going to play um, for West Coast because Nick Nat's your number one ruck. There's yep. just no question. Um, with McKenzie coming back in and with Brown coming back in makes me think where does McGovern go and I think if you've got McGovern and Jack Darling yeah I think between them are they better rucks than Jonathan Giles anyway not Darling um it's hard to say with Jonathan Giles because when he was in GWS I mean it's, it's hard to assess anyone doing yes. the key position in, there in those years yeah I think with Giles or Giles, or I don't know. I don't know what it is. See exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's actually in the team as backup because Natanui can't do a whole game of rock. Yeah, Nat and you Nui, don't want him to. Natanui does the centre taps, Evan he rests up forward. Yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't do the boundary line throw and stuff because he gets out muscled and he's yeah. and he's just not good at it. Um, so you need someone to do it. I had Sinclair this year did a pretty good job. Uh, they'll probably have Lysett come in and do it this yeah, year. Yeah, and yeah. Lysett does a, is a... I rate Lost Hive and fucking Sinclair anyway. I, th- I never yeah. like Sinclair. Yeah. Lysett will probably do a good job. And I think Giles is there primarily if Lysett breaks down. Yeah, yeah. And you need someone to come in and help Nat Nui out because Nat Nui is not never in his career going to be a one-man show. Yeah. He's not going to do what Goldstein does and, then no. and ruck by and himself. The thing is, I don't think you really want him to because I think the part of the sort of appeal of Nat Newey is that you have to have one of the opposition accountable for him for all the scopes he covers across a game. It's right. not just being rucking or... Anytime, um, anytime the ball's 70 out and Nat Newey's in the goal square, you've got to be concerned. Yeah. There's got to be two or three people got to be concerned because if he gets a running leap, yeah. it's over. But even if he's not doing the boundary ruckings, um, he's somewhere around there. You know yeah. what I mean? So he can have an effect on the play, not actually rucking. And so you have to have someone as tall as him, as physical, not exactly that physical, but speed-wise, you can run with him and sort of counteract that natural talent that he has, of the athleticism. If he at least. gets a full head of steam, it's a brave man that stands in front and tries yeah. to pull him down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even no you chance. see his ability to parry, handball over the top to himself yeah. and just Good think point. on his feet. As I, there's no one, there's no ruckman in the league who's as good at second and third efforts and the balls on the ground yeah. than Nat Nui. Yeah, it's no one ever ever doubts his work rates when he wins a tap and just after the tap. Yeah, it's just yeah, when the tap's won and the ball's carried away, where his positioning is afterwards, which is the concern. It, it's yeah. improved a lot though. Oh no, I'm not doubting it, it has. It has, it has. Yeah. and like the game against Richmond. No offense, like he, oh, he was us. fucking, he was brilliant. Killed us. But a, his ability to get lost, and he, he's not an impact structural player. So, like, when he's yeah. not having a good game, it's not like he, he bomb out long to the wing and he's a target, or he's a target from kicking and stuff. So it's hard to get him into the game when he's having a shocker. Yeah. And I think the grand, the grand final showed that as well. Yeah. yeah. When he had, like, four touches. For the yeah, game. exactly. And that being said, he's only maybe two or three touches off all of a sudden turn that around having a big impact because he can be that sort of explosive oh, he's, player. He's mercurial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can tag him out, but it takes five minutes of 
a lax defence to get him back into it. But, yeah, um, like you say, he needs backup. In number two in Jack Redden, who I think um, they would have paid minimum chips for. Right. Yeah, I forgot they got Jack Redden. Um, yeah. Out of uh, Brisbane. He's a very good player, I think, uh, as a depth player. Um, I, I see no downside to, to getting him, him on the books. Well, I think with West Coast is that when you're in that position where they are, we're finishing um, top four and playing grand finals, one of the real things you have to look at over a season is depth because you're going to have injuries, you're going to have players coming in and out, and you have to be able to manage your list appropriately through a whole season. And you've heard the coaches break down the season into blocks, and usually it's blocks of four, yep. where you're looking at this is sort of what you're training and what your goal is going to be for this block of four, and then that one's done and this next one. And it really does seem a management of almost two seasons, if it makes sense. You've got up until, let's say, round 12, round 13, 14, and then you've got how you set yourself up going to finals if you're playing finals yep. or if you're going to be fighting to play finals. It's a different mentality on how you actually set up your training and, and your game plan going into a weekend or your four, your four, your block. Yeah, the, the next block of games. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, a great pickup for them and there's no downside uh, yep. to that. Um, the big question mark is around Lewis Jetta. Um, so they've got Lewis Jetta on the, the go-home factor, I think go-home factor. Or just yeah, get out of Sydney so. factor. <laughs> he, he is a double A boy. But. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we get 2012 Lewis Jetta or do we get 2015 Lewis Jetta? That's I don't the think question. we're ever going to find a 2012 Lewis Jetta again. Why do you think that is? Is it just age or is it um, mentality? Yeah, mentality? Is it, maybe he was cooked at Sydney, like he didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. yeah. But God, that bloody final against um, uh, North Melbourne. Yeah. Gibson just killed him. It just—if that's the attitude to footy, yeah. fucking why yeah. are you playing, mate? Exactly. We remember- You're better off trading to Melbourne, and you have to fuck all during <laughs> September. Well, we can remember him running down the wing in the 2012 Grand Final, running away from Rioli yeah. and ducking and diving, so <laughs> Rioli couldn't it. couldn't <laughs> yeah. catch up to him. Yeah. This year, we saw him getting run down by first and second year players in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, that's a marked um, change. Yeah. And it, it's not something that. Is it, it can't be all um, physical? Um, no, it's definitely mental. It yeah. has to be. One of the things I noticed in the uh, game I saw him play was just how long his kick is. It is yeah. amazing how he can kick yeah. sixty off just three steps. Yeah. Problem is, he tries to do it every single time. Yeah. Um, and that's what I didn't like about Corey McKernan when he played because he can kick the ball sixty meters or nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And Lewis Jett has added that part to his game. Yeah. I mean, he kicks some nice long goals, but you know what? How about three bounces and kick a nice short goal? Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he's watched Basha Hooli and realised, fuck it, I'll just kick it. And it's going to be fucking frustrating for Eagles fans when, like... Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> but when he got, when he got fucking uh, Friel bringing home Bunnell and Neil bringing home Lewis Jetto, it's yeah. just like... Yeah. You're looking over the neighbour's fence, I've got a Maserati, you got a Hyundai, yeah. he's going, oh, shit. Because especially when the only excuse is they want to go home, and it's like, <laughs> our home's like 20 minutes from their home, yeah. so this is still the same shit. And even Cam McCarthy was wanting to go to Frio as well, wasn't he? Did yep. he pick them over West Coast or whatever? So mm. it seems like everyone wants to go home, but not to West Coast. Frio were, had some Touched lucrative up. offers for McCarthy because right. they needed a forward. Oh, uh, yeah. So, very, very much so. So mm. they have like a little busy deal with some local sponsorship or something? Like they got a, a cash cow there? Or I, was, just I, was, supporters? I, was, I was saying before, I think that there was rumours about Pavlich's wife working like as a secretary at South Fremantle. Ah. Like, like $2 million a year. Like, right. Just a casual oh, mate. Good secretary, it's hard to find. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. um, so it'd be very interesting. And um, Lewis Jetta and Joshua Hill, I mean, they're sort of the same style of players. Yeah. Um, if you can put them on opposite wings, then maybe, but I mean, it's not like, you know, West Coast don't have 
an all Australian wingman as yeah. it is. Yes, yes. Um, and that's why I got about Gaff. He had a fucking good year. Yeah, fucking earth he did. But I think I think both West Coast and Frio are just hoping some guns sent half backs to like begging to go home to Western <laughs> Australia or something because that's what they need it's like they got flooded with forward line players well, and like uh, West Coast have got key backmen now yeah Brandon yeah, McKenzie, true, yeah. Brandon McKenzie will come back true and they'll, they'll be Brandon McKenzie are both fucking very good players yeah very very good players of course they are absolutely um, their outs for this year um, oh sorry when we're talking about ins Brandon McKenzie essentially are an in as well oh yes yeah, definitely yeah. Um, outs we got Matt Rosa Scott Selwood Bo Waters and Callum Sinclair poor Bo Waters <laughs> yeah, let's just take a minute silence to reflect on the career I fucking love that guy favourite yeah. non-North player 100% um, he, he was the first bloke to run in when Brent Staker got uh, he got snotted this is pretty no, no, bloke no, no, too, no, no, no. Hunter was okay. and when Hunter got decked he slid in he, oh, yeah he slid in but it was it was quarter time where Bo Waters, St- Bo Waters came one. in and was like what the fuck was that mate and I know Robert Walls was calling at the time. He said somebody had to show something. Oh, yeah. You didn't no. have to go and throw punches back, but you have to show something. Yeah, you Let's got to guys, Someone had to go in there and throw punches back. You can't do that shit <laughs> no, as a they teammate. Didn't. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> like, it was always, I don't know, with your mates, but if for my mates, if they got beat up, you better have been next to them beat up too. <laughs> like, there's, it's not an if, but, or maybe. You, that has to be the way that you go about having teammates. Because if you didn't, almost like the Joe Bosnich fucking old principal is like, uh, he used to give the speech before um, school footy and he'd be like if you go start a fight you'll be in my office Monday morning first thing but if your mate gets into a fight and you don't go in there and help him out you're in my office you're, you're in my office all week like you're <laughs> fucked <laughs> he was old school yeah like, it's that mentality where it's almost more heartbreaking to see one of your mates go down and you haven't even put up nothing like that must eat you up inside surely if you have that sort of concept of team no, he's a, he's a champion, Bo Waters. I don't think anybody. Um, he was respected a, around the league. Yeah, um, and that's um, yeah. It's not something that. Um, I was more a reflection on the rest of the team. Yeah, except it, it Bo was. Waters. <laughs> I mean, um, was it Ashley Hansen? You said he was the first one in. Uh, uh, Adam Hunter. Adam Hunter. That, sorry, that, that actually hack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he really didn't hack. want to be. I don't there. know how he got yeah. a plan. I don't know how he got a premiership medal, but he did. Um, so I mean, uh, Waters. I mean, injuries just you know, caught up to him. Um, losing Scott Selwood. Uh, he he wasn't in their best twenty-two. Yeah, so by the end I, of it, no. I yeah. don't know if that's such a bad thing. It's not gonna make any difference. Was well, a best and fairest scooter, but it is in the a end. Years ago, yeah, yeah. They started falling out. He is not. He was never quick, but like any pace he did have, he's lost. Yeah, suffered a bit from the Mark Wall syndrome. Yes, <laughs> not the Junior. best footballer in his, in <laughs> okay. his family. Oh, he's the third best. <laughs> um, it was very interesting where they argued that they got unders for him as a compensation. I'm like, well, <laughs> guys, you could have matched it any time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you, you'd expect a club to say that um, yeah. anyway. Yeah. And Matt Rosa, who requested to leave, which I could not believe. Yeah. Matt Rosa could have been used as a tagging option throughout the year. He did a fucking great job on Judd in the fucking second game of the year against Carlton. Um when Carlton came out of the blocks against West Coast, yeah. Judd had, I don't know, over 10 touches in a quarter. Yeah, just being Judd. Yeah, just being doing Judd things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they put Rosa on him, and he just towed him up. And I thought Rosa was going to find his renaissance as a, uh, as a footballer, and it never really happened this year. And now he's gone for uh, a restart um, elsewhere. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I thought things are just starting to go well. Um, but yeah. maybe he saw himself not in, in the best 22 next year. To be fair, I think Spanger pulled the trigger first. And like he got out of there and went to <laughs> Hawks. And that was really, really missed his opportunity yeah. with that one. Had a stopover in Sydney. <laughs> 
Det er det shit. Son of God, you're talking about that. And uh, Callum Sinclair, which, like we said, is a little bit surplus to to needs at the minute, but um, he's going to go to Sydney, who needed a number one Ruckman more. Um, He had a great qualifying final. Did he play in the qualifying final? Uh, He did. did Uh, did, Sinclair did did play in the qualifying final. I don't remember having an absolute great game. He probably did. I just remember him. I remember being annoyed. Yeah, I remember him in the photo with Clarkson in the foreground. He's yes. plodding in the background. With the rain coming down. Yeah, that's yeah. what I remember. I just I, I haven't seen all of that game yet because I was at a fucking dad's birthday party. So I, yeah. he probably did. I don't know. Um, I think I, I remember him taking quite a few marks. And yeah, then, okay. Uh, and then had a shocker of a grand final. Mm. But, um, so, yeah, I think they got ready replacements for there. Yeah. So, Larson's a good player. Larson's replacing him, isn't yeah. it? I reckon. On yeah. the balance, their ins and outs, I think the, the ins are better than their outs. Yeah. Just Brown and McKenzie, that's fucking worth yeah. weight yeah. and yeah. gold. Absolutely. And I think the main thing they need is depth. I think they've ticked that box. Absolutely. And added to, the thing is, at the worst, they need depth, but they've got depth plus some positions uh, well, I mean, they can fill out, which wouldn't have been influential with their original game plan, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, on to their draw for 2016. They've got a, a bit of a tough one. Uh, well, it could be. I mean, their double-up games are the Hawks and Frio, uh, Adelaide, Collingwood, and Brisbane. So you can pencil them in for two wins with Brisbane. Yeah. Um, Adelaide, I reckon there might be two wins there as well because we don't know how they're going to perform with a brand-new coach and minus Dangerfield. Yeah. Collingwood, who knows? Yeah. Because they could go either way with that list. Yeah. And then Hawks and Frio, um, when you're the two clubs, they're probably going to battle out for top four positions. So their destiny's in their own hands. Yeah. So that's a good thing for them. Yep. Um, but yeah, but that is a much harder draw this year than it was last year. Yeah, it is. And even last year, like before the season started, it's almost like you wouldn't have picked them to be as high up the pecking order as um, they ended up being. And so what you considered a tough draw, it was a bit different to how it actually turned out. Yeah, like we said last year, about halfway through, we went, oh my God, West Coast yeah. are actually contenders and their draw looks lovely now. Yeah. yeah who knows? It could same thing could happen in, you yeah. know, halfway and through When this you year. look at the double-ups, I look at... I, I agree with you. I think Brisbane should be a twofer. Adelaide, I would have said possibly go one for one, but losing Dangerfield and I think if you can ice Eddie Betts it really dries up their avenues for Adelaide, goals Adelaide did um, smash him in Adelaide this year yeah. um, later on in the season but again without change of Brandon McKenzie because it was like the tall like Jenkins and Walker yeah, yeah. that smashed yeah. them whether that will happen again I don't know but Adelaide, I don't think so was, but the game wasn't ready when was, when that, okay that game was a smashing I don't yeah. know I yeah. don't think we quite remember how bad that was no. but that was <laughs> they were like 40 points down in 10-15 minutes um, oh and that's that was, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't just the forwards that were getting hold of them it their midfield yeah. their midfield was caned by Adelaide yeah bleeding yeah, just certain parts of West Coast that just went awry this year. Yeah. Some very uh, interesting key games I've um, marked out for them as well. Is round two, they head back to the MCG for Hawthorne. Um, I think that's fantastic for them early on in the year. Yeah. Um, you want to get back to the MCG. And I think they've got three games of the MCG this year. Yeah. Um, oh, so, well, I should say, uh, yeah, 2016. Um, so the MCG factor, you should be forgotten. At the end of the day, yeah. the, the goalposts are the same distance yeah. apart. Yeah. Um, but they get to get there and get that, I don't want to say out of the way, but they get to address it early in the yeah. year. Um, and then round 15, where they host Essendon. 
Going to be a very interesting game that one. When you got, sure. got Wusher yeah. coaching, coaching. I the wonder other team. if he if he does get up, which is not going to happen. But if he does yeah. get up, whether the jacket will get. I was thinking that the jacket waving. It could be very interesting. Yeah. I hope so, and it won't be done out of spite. I don't think. I think no. it'll be done. It'll be done generally out of excited. Yeah, a bit too much peptides. <laughs> <laughs> and that, remember, they got Bluey, Bluey, uh, um. McKenna. McKenna, yeah. McKenna in the box as well. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a very welcome homecoming, but still, they're going to want to beat the old coach. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mm. Um, it's a big season for who at West Coast this year? I've got Eric McKenzie, because mm. I think, obviously, yeah. he had a massive 2014. I think I think he just missed out in, on the All-Australian and was robbed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not pandering to a West Coast audience when I say that, but he had a great 2014 um, and should have made All-Australian. So he's had an entire year out. He's had somebody else who's played his role, and now he gets to come back and show um, his leadership yeah. um, and, and take the the, uh, the key forwards. Um, yeah. Again, it's got to be a big year for him. Yeah. I want to see Jack Darling start to really fulfill his potential. Be the monster that he is. He is fucking yeah. huge tank. Massive he's a unit. fucking yeah. black belt and shit. Just fucking hit people. Like, <laughs> As Buster Ken says, bullshit. Yeah, he's black belt and bullshit. Yeah. But like, he's... He's got. He's been talked up for ages, and he's talked himself up for ages. If you've been out, no, um, so he talks a big fucking game. I really want to see him either kicking goals in the forward line, or put him in the midfield now and then as a pinch hitter, like he used to yeah. do. Yeah, and I want to see him tearing games apart because he's got the build to do it. Just, I, I don't understand he, how he hasn't uh, gone from. Strength to strength, yeah. Yeah. He's he's too big. And he's, what is he, 21? Yeah, he's pretty young. He's, yeah. He's very young. I don't think he's 21. He'll be 24 or something. Yeah. But I don't he's think he's 21. 20s, I think, yeah. Um, he's, he's too big and too mobile to be average. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he, he should be Taylor he Walker. Sh- he should be a superstar. Yeah. yeah. He, he should be he's that level. Um, I'm not sure I, if it's between the ears or what, but... Yeah. I find, depending if they're... Like how they grew into that sort of size, because a lot of times you see people who grow that big don't get good until after mid twenties. Like they'll be twenty five through to thirty, and that's when they'll sort of be able to grow yeah. into the body that they actually yes. have. Yeah, yeah, bigger guys um, take longer. But then again, there are lots of examples of people who sort of defied that and come into their own in twenty three, twenty four, and like Taylor Walker and that yeah. who sort of made it their own. But um, for me personally, I think West Coast are one of the harder teams to be able to pick this. Um, this role of who who's going to really step out. up, yeah, break out. But if I'm being optimistic, I'd like to see someone own the back line yeah. and really make it theirs. And I, I think the one person that you really need to do that is Elliot Yo. Yeah, I think you need him to step up and like we always say Hodge, but he doesn't have to be a Hodge, but something similar where you make that your own personality and that's your, your back line and you'll take charge of that. But from a centre half back going forward to centre forward to the role. Well, I mean, Hearn down there who provides a lot of that muscle um, yeah. you know, down back, but, but somebody else even, to, to run. The muscle well. is, yes, yeah, to direct, almost dictate yeah. what's happening and, and be able to adjust um, sort of mid-play and almost be that coach of back line. Yeah. For your I need another enforcer as well now that Waters is gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not sure. They're not, they're not, they're not soft. But are they? I start to think, are they too nice? No, no. I'm yeah. saying like Lee Matthews' old fucking man syndrome. 
but I think they might be a little too nice. Like, yeah. I, I harp on about McGovern helping Hodge up in the grand final, shit like that. Just fucking walk over him. I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should. I, in the grand final, you should. Grand yeah. final, you're down by fucking how many points? Yeah. Fucking get some mongrel in you and just yeah. step over someone. Yeah, you have and to be a There's cunt. no one in that team that really shouts, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. I was yeah. dickheads off the field, well, yeah. I mean, darling. But well, like... Willingham did play for Collingwood. Yes, I mean, <laughs> Mars did. Martin did glass someone again off the field. <laughs> off the field. Off the field. They've got some cunts about them, but there's on the field. They're so likable. That's what you hear from West Coast fans yeah. on social media and in person. They're like, this is the most likable West Coast team that's ever existed. Yeah, right. So should they draft back in Daniel Chick? Yes. <laughs> put Busher back in the back line. his heads off. I think. Uh, they're not they're not they're not missing hardness around the ball. No, they're not yeah. definitely not missing that, but they're missing someone. They're missing a Josh Carr. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they need. That's the thing is they're not missing talent. Like yeah. they've got oh, talent now, yeah. but they need someone to protect that talent. And yeah. even doesn't matter how good you are, it's easy for a player for opposition teams to be able to beat up your best player and take them out of the competition. You need someone to be able to sort of yeah. free them up. I wonder if Jack Redding can play that role. Interesting. Yeah. Um, who's on the chopping block for him this year? I've got a few names. And I, first off, um, Jonathan Giles, who we said, journeyman. Screen. He's just arrived. I'm probably like already. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. He's Absolutely. He's flown off the plane, head on the block. <laughs> he, he's at his fourth club. Yes. Uh, there's not many people that play at five clubs. Um, Especially in two horse towns. Yeah. Media can get a bit bored at times and... You get scapegoats. He, he was uh, under the radar in Sydney because they don't care. Well, and I think especially Jonathan Giles, where he's, he's going to have to have a role that allows stars to be freed up. Yeah. And so when they don't, when that doesn't happen, you're probably going to be an easy scapegoat, and maybe deservingly so. And I've also put in Xavier Ellis um, because he, I think he's yeah. 29 or 30 now. Is he really? Uh, shit. He's getting up there. Holy shit. Um, and yeah, it might sound unfair because, again... Nice bloke. And um, an absolute team player who would do his role, whatever he's um, prescribed to him, which is why Clarkson held on to him for so long, even yeah. though I think he only played half a dozen games in his last couple of years at Hawks. Um, but I think the, the average skill level of this team has surpassed him. Yeah. Um, and he's not um, a fast player, but he's a smart player. Yeah. Um, so he's got to find his role in that side because, I mean, you, you have a look at, you got Pritis, Yo. Um, Gaff, you know, all these guys at Wellingham yeah. that play similar positions. Yeah, I mean, where does he fit in? I mean, he, he's a depth player. He's not best twenty-two. Yeah, I mean, he did play in the grand final, but I don't think he's best twenty-two. Yeah, they got fought in the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> Although well, it did take off Rioli's head in the qualifying final. That was fucking true. <laughs> this, is, yeah, this is true. Didn't work. Yeah, that's an unfortunate <laughs> thing. Yeah, it angered him. Um, for me, Josh Hill. Yes, especially yeah, with Lewis Jetta coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I really like Josh Hill, and he's a Ross Glendening medalist. But I, I yeah, I really struggle to see a place for him in the team. Consistency has always been his problem. It really has, yeah. and his attack on the footy is not always great. He's yeah. clever. He's quick. He's yeah. skillful. I'll uh, give you give him an open wing. Yeah, you're brilliant. Brilliant. Keep the, keep the, the uh, great goal um, the the 
in the grand final in the uh, second quarter. Yeah, he did. It was a brilliant goal. And it was, you know, two or three efforts to get mm-hmm. it and then slotted it in from the boundary. But then he does shit like the fucking like thing. Like the last yeah. one. Just fucking roost that into the second yeah. tier, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so where we got him finishing this year? Um, since Josh isn't here, I'll, I'll um, put his prediction in. He's actually picked him to go minor premiers. Um, I've picked him to go fourth. Um, although I don't think they're going to fall down. They're not going to fall down. They've gotten better. Yeah. But I just think that their draw is a little bit harder than the likes of um, Frio and Geelong. Um, so I think it's going to be extremely tight at the top end. Um, but I pick them, you know, I can't see them going lower than fourth. Yeah. See, when I was looking at number one, I think at the moment it comes down to a few interstate teams who have a massive home ground advantage when it comes yep. to playing at home compared to Victorian teams. And so I thought Eagles, Sydney, and Frio. And it was really a toss-up between what's going on there. I thought Sydney, still a few too many question marks to be able to put them in number one. Yep. Um, Frio, I just don't see them going forwards. I don't see where they're going to make up those yep. gaps to go forwards. And so I was pretty left, pretty much left by default with the Eagles. So I slotted them in there. Even though I can't completely justify why I put them in number one, except for the shortcomings of numbers two and number three. Yeah, so where do you reckon they're finishing? I, with West Coast, it's like Port last year. I don't, there's no team in the competition that's going to be studied more on their gameplay yeah. than West Coast in the off-season. Yeah, that's a good point. And they've already have been, they've already been found out a few times in a few key games. Uh, Frio smashed them in midfield. Hawthorne smashed them in the grand final. Adelaide smashed them. There's been plenty of times where they've been caught out and they, when they weren't expecting to be, yep. yeah. and mentally they haven't been shown up to it. I think next year the tough draw. I, I, I honestly see them finishing, you know, in the top eight, but not in the top four, yep. fifth, yep. sixth, seventh, something like that. Uh, they're yep. definitely still going to be in the top eight. They're playing they're, finals. They're too good. Oh, damn straight. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, um, none of us picked them to play finals, and this no. year, none yeah. of us have picked them to finish outside the finals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think there's too many issues, and and Simpson's got to go back to the well. And like yeah. it, was that, it was that period after the grand final, where he was sitting down by himself with a crown. I was a, a crownie, and he was, he was just thinking about next year. You could see it in his yeah. eyes, and he was like, "Fuck, I've got to come up with another fucking masterstroke." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, they don't need to change much. No. Yeah. They were there on the final day. They they got shell shocked, yeah. stage fright. Yeah, and I truly believe that that's all it was. Um, and you know, maybe eh, man up, Rioli. We'll see how that works. Yeah, see, I, I feel it was really strategizing between maybe hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
round 21 through to the finals and how you're going to sort of have a team because they seem they got too easily run over by a team which was generally considered as old. Yeah. So I think and as a young team that runs, you can't allow that to happen. And the only reason I can think why that happened is exhaustion, like being tired, um, having to rely on on not enough depth. Didn't have clean hands. Yeah. Just, yeah. Even like oh, I was saying, even an unpopular bitter opinion. I even think North had them in the first quarter of the prelim until we just stopped running. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, no, we, I, we stretched them. We exposed them. I completely I think agree. Teams are going to figure out how to play West yeah. Coast and have a tough draw. I think there's going to be some headaches, but yeah, yeah they're still playing finals. Okay. They're too good a team at the moment. Yeah, their average skill level in the last 12 months has just gone through the roof. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right, they're going to be the, the hunted instead of the hunters. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right, um, I think that'll do us for West Coast. Yep. All right, big season for them. All right, peace. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.